Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Brought to you by Window Nation. Buy two windows, get two free. Visit WindowNation.com. Nate. We needed a bigger guy to get the ball in. And and Nate's excuse to me was a little lame. I get it. He's saying Trey's the best passer on the team. He is. On a fast break. Yeah. When he's at the top of the key, moving. Yeah, it's it's absolutely everything that drives me crazy about Nate McMillan. Why I said two weeks ago that we should just move on and let's just forget about it. Because the inevitable is he's going to get got. All that goodwill of the win streak for me goes out the window. It's Radio 92.9 The Game. Man, it was just cockamamie, Mike. That's what it was. <laughs> Let's take. Now, again, yes, he is. We just, you and I, you said the same thing. Great passer, but you put him in a static situation where, again, if you don't know the NBA, you really can't run down the sideline. Nope. You can't move. Stand there. So, and let's put Frankenstein in front of him, Mason Plumley, who, again, the Hawks played no defense and made him look like, uh, you know, he's one of the uh, elites. So that one was aggravating. But, I mean, I don't mind losing. get it in. <laughs> <laughs> and again, there's a young kid in my neighborhood, a great young man, little little, little kid, Carl, never been to an NBA game. I, I know when I'm walking uh, Ike the dog and I, I see these guys out, him, him and his dad are out in the front yard and we talk all the time. And um, poor little Nathan, never been to an NBA game. I said, let me give you the tickets for Sunday because I knew I was going to be watching football, so I'll give the tickets to mm-hmm. Nate. And so he said, thanks, Mr. Bell. And he goes, do you get a kick out of hearing yourself on the speaker when they do our promos and stuff? Oh, and, yeah. You know, so he sits there. I got the picture of his, this adorable little smiling face. And then they blow a 19-point lead, and the kid is now traumatized because they don't even get a shot off. Carl, it's one thing to lose again. You don't even get a chance to clank something off the side of the backboard had DeAndre Hunter taken the shot. Yeah. Uh... Five-second violation. <laughs> Come on, Steve. Um, Shame. Hawks, by the way, play the Bulls tonight. We're going to talk more about this coming up. But uh, pregame 730, tips at 8. Shame. I. Uh, th- that's the thing. It's one thing to not even have a shot, have a chance to do something mm-hmm. at the end of the game. But – yeah, you said this kid is uh, is diabetic. Yeah, he's dealing with childhood. So he's got dealing some health issues, high childhood diabetes, and he's a great kid, great attitude, yeah. huge sports. But listen to us all the time. So say hi to Nate and his dad's good good dude too. So did did Nate like did he con you into this? Like Mr. Bell, you have tickets? <laughs> no, they just Mr. I, Bell, I want to go. No, to the game. they were they were. I, I was walking Ike. They stopped to say hello in my neighborhood, and I said, hey. And you just offered tickets. I said, you want the ticks? Okay. You know I do that all the time. I know, I know. 
I just wondered how it all went down. Like, I don't ask for money for the tickets. My give left tickets. arm, Mr. Bell. <laughs> no, like, it so, doesn't. Yeah. So again, if you but if you got a child who is ill, it's just hit me on Twitter yeah. if I got tickets. Because yeah. I got to be honest, if they keep doing this, I'm going to stop freaking going. Oh come on, Mike! Don't give up on this team. I'm not I'm, ready to go. <laughs> Don't give up. I told you. Like, Don't ever give up. Don't quit. Okay? We can't I got, do it. I got three games left in my stack pack, one being Golden State. I'm not going to miss that one. I can tell you that. DJ Diesel says when he hears Steve go, he couldn't get it in. He says, for some reason, I just have dirty thoughts. Hit it again. Hit it again. Get it in. I'm with you, Diesel. I hear you, man. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We do have something we got to mention. Grant McCauley is going to join us here in about 10 minutes. Braves fans. Flat. <laughs> the, the word is out that we may be getting a new play-by-play man. I guess we're going to have to. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported earlier today that they're looking to replace uh, whoever their guy was who's retiring with Chip Carey. Mm. And Chip, of course, does a fantastic job on Bally Sports. And uh, you could argue that, uh, you know, it's it's an easy listen. I think we always say him and Frenchie, I love when they get Paul Bird involved. I mean, we love Peter Moyle and Brian Jordan. It's just, to me, it's one of the easiest listening, fun. We like, why we like, we like to think our show or the shows you hear on our station the same way. But yeah, Chip. And then I, I put that on Twitter. And then a few minutes later, Dave O'Brien says the Athletic is here. He's going to take the job. It's a done deal. He's going to St. Louis. Listen, if you are a baseball play-by-play guy, TV or radio, and you're telling me that you could work for the Braves and now you get a chance to work for the Cardinals, Mike, that's that's pretty impressive. Right. And follow your grandfather's legacy because pretty, as many guys know, Harry Carey, of absolutely. course, was the voice of the Cardinals for so many years. Yeah, before he went to the yeah. Cubs. I, I just, you know, congratulations. If, in fact, he's moving yeah. on, we, we, we think this is true, but the fact is it's yeah. out there. Athletic says it's going to happen. Poach said they're looking at him. Either way, it sure sounds like it's getting traction. Well, yeah. But, again, I, I think that you won a World Series as a broadcaster. That's a tremendous honor. And everyone knows, as you said, St. Louis is one of the great – I mean, probably arguably the greatest it baseball is. town. It is, hands down. And they know their ball, man. I mean, you, you're walking around town. Everybody knows what's going on. So we'll see where that goes. But we did want to mention it as it becomes, or if and when it becomes official, you'll be hearing more about that. Mm-hmm. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris, let's get to the top three. It's time for the top three at six. Top three at six. Now let's see what we have here. <laughs> Dak Prescott. He's all over the place, man. Late mm. reads. He is throwing the ball to the other team. Mike, he only threw for 206 yards. He did throw the touchdown, but the Cowboys lose. They are out of the playoffs. And now you talk about where this team goes. It's one of the big stories now that they move to the offseason, Mike. A lot of people said, all right, if they get past the 49ers, you really feel like the Cowboys can maybe get to the Super Bowl playing the Eagles again in their division. I don't know who wins that 49er-Eagles game, but the fact of the matter is Dak Prescott now – is going to be talked about all offseason. Yeah, it's a tale of two games. I mean, if you go back last week down in Tampa Bay, I think most Cowboy fans would agree. It's probably the best he's ever looked under center. Best game he's played as a Cowboy. And then a week later, he reverts back to the guy. And I said this on Twitter, Carl, follow us. Carl's put him up. See, Dukes, I'm Mike Bell, ATL. He looks like a guy who's never going to get you to the Super Bowl. And I can tell you who also ain't never going to get to there is Mike McCarthy. That was, and we'll talk about that in a second. Some terrible clock mix management. Let's hear from Dak, Mike, about how disappointed he was in his play. All I can think about is right now in this game and how disappointed it is, how disappointed I am in my play, how disappointed I am for the guys in the locker room who played their, who played their asses off and um, we weren't able to get it done. I heard him say, and I don't know if it, it's a continuation of this soundbite, and Chris, maybe you can, you, know, you, you can confirm this, but Mike, it was like he promised it would never happen again. 
I heard him say, like, you know, you, I, I guarantee you this won't happen again. And I'm like, bro, bro, slow down. Like, you, you're guaranteeing things that right <laughs> now, you know, you're frustrated and you want to make sure that Cowboy fans have your back. But to say it's never going to happen again, Mike, you don't know going into these games what happens. You could have two tip balls that end up getting intercepted that, that may cost you a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Right. Just go play your best. And I think for Dak, he knows he hasn't played his best in these games. I just, I just think, you know, two things. Jerry Jones and his son, they, 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 not, it's not like they miss on every pick. I mean, Daddy! They go, Daddy, my head came off too bad. Your head wasn't in it. No, but they, they drafted some really good offensive linemen. They were one of the best offensive lines for a while. Yes. And they hit on Dak out of the fourth round. You go get some big-time receivers. You, go, you had the smarts to draft Micah Parsons where you did. And then Dan Quinn is playing with guys like Diggs and Parsons. He didn't have any that talent here in Atlanta, to be honest, save for maybe 17 when that young class was coming into its own from 16. But you got a coach who's just a placeholder. The guy is just a dude. You know, I mean, he wore out his welcome with all the weapons they had in Green Bay. And then he just literally, Carl, he had a complete lack of poise. We talked about coaches blowing it last week. Mm. I mean, you got to you got to burn some time out. You got to get before you punt. If you decide right then and there, okay, I'm either going for it on fourth and five or I'm punting. Either way, you got to make a decision. And they completely brain farted. And then the way they mishandled it, they lost almost what 35 seconds. Then of course, because what happens happens. By the way, let's be honest. If the 49er running back stays in bounds, the game's over anyway. But they had no chance. And then to come up with that cockamamie, I'm going to have <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott snap the ball and watch him get run over like he was hit by a CSX freight train. Yeah, he got crushed. Oh my gosh, he got crushed. There's no doubt. Lots of questions in Big D. Can we hear from Josh Allen? Because I think the Bills were the sentimental favorite, right? With what happened to Demar Hamlin, everybody was kind of pulling for them. Cincinnati didn't care. Joe Burrow is a killer, and you see it week in and week out. Here's what Allen said after the Bills fall and are now out of the playoffs. I'm proud of our guys, how we handled situations throughout the year. You know, we could have made a lot of excuses throughout the year of what was going on, but guys continued to fight. You know, we, we wanted to win this one. We want to win them all. Now, you brought up Diggs mm. being on the sidelines. Talk about that for a second, because if you missed it, Maybe you had tuned out at that point. You didn't see it, but I thought it was a classless act, Mike. Yeah, look, at this point the game, it, it always seemed like it was two possessions or more, and Buffalo just couldn't get traction. Allen was not great, if we're honest. And I, I, I remember I asked you how much are they going to miss Brian Dable maybe in the postseason. He wobbled a few times. So uh, if you didn't see it, it was uh, – uh, remember it was about Thielen and Diggs, and then Diggs goes off to Buffalo. Diggs is upset. He kind of pulls the usual, you know, obligatory wide receiver – Arms out, yelling at his quarterback. And the quarterback, Josh Allen, they said, stayed in his uniform until almost everybody was out of the locker room. Apparently, he was really, really down. But you don't need Diggs rubbing it in your face in that situation that the offense is going to go yell at your OC. He pulls, he pulls that. And then afterwards, when asked about it, Josh Allen takes the high road and says, look, he's just he's a hugely competitive dude. He could have thrown Diggs under the bus. He didn't do that. So no. it's, it's bad optics, I'll tell you that. No, I, I totally agree. It's Dukes and Bell. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, Patrick Mahomes was talking about Chad Henney. Mm. I thought it was the turning point in the game. He comes in, leads him to a 98-yard touchdown drive. No Mahomes on the field. The question as we move through the week, and everybody's going to say he's fine and he's going to play. We know that. How well will he play on Sunday is going to be the question. But here's what Mahomes said about Henney stepping in, man. It's special, man. He's in the playoffs. He doesn't get any reps during the week. I mean, he prepares himself to be able to go in for stuff like that. And then he got a 98-yard drive, backed up, playoff game against a great opponent. 
I love his his voice makes me chuckle every time. I was just thinking about that uh, the insurance commercial when he hands the jersey he never washes to the fan oh, and the goal goes out. Ah, passes out. But anyway, he is going to go. You know he's going to play. But the interesting thing is the line started as Kansas City is one and a half point favorites and it's chopping it right down. I think the Bengals might be the favorites before the kickoff. I think so too. Because you know that you need, and they talked about it in the broadcast, you need some Mahomes magic because Burrow's going to bring it. They've already won in Arrowhead. They beat you this season in their place. They're not They're not mystified by all the uh, all the things that the Kansas City Chiefs can do. Yeah, part of Mahomes' magic, Mike, is his ability to just make plays outside the pocket. I don't know how you're, you're pushing off and, and doing the things that you need to do to make those amazing throws outside of the pocket. We're going to see. It's going to be the big mystery heading into this weekend. But listen, I'm not counting out the Chiefs at home. If you give me an 80% Mahomes, mm-hmm. Mike, he's better than most people in this league. Right. So he's about to collect another MVP. I just think, you know, he may not be 100, but is 80 good enough to beat the Bengals? And that's going to be the question all week as far as the AFC championship game is concerned. Let's talk Hawks, man. You mentioned it, Nate McMillan. He said turnovers were the reason why the Hornets were able to make this big comeback. They were up, they, as in our Hawks, 19. We had a chance to extend this win streak to five in a row, Indy, Toronto, Miami, Dallas, New York. You won on Friday night. But big game on Friday night here at, at our place. And then Charlotte comes in here, and you lose 122-118. I mean, I said this to you earlier. I mean, taking every, your favorite big man. Yeah, they made Plumlee look like Bill Walton in his prime. It's just, and we did this earlier in the year. This is a bad basketball team. They got beat by 20 here. And, and just, and I, it's, you know, Carl, that, yes, back-to-back games and playing – it is what it is. You're a better team at home, and you had a 19-point lead. You're going in with an eight-point lead to finish the thing off. But then, just like what Reggie Miller spoke about when they played, I forget who it was, it was the Nets game, they get into this iso ball crap. It's it's Trey. Now, whether or not Trey's supposed to move the ball and Nate's yelling at him, I don't know. But there was a disconnect, Carl, because the offensive ball movement stopped. And let's be honest, they played no defense. They played no defense against these guys. Let me get it in. <laughs> and then that happened. Yeah, and then that happened at the end. Uh, I was gonna say, let me hear Steve because that was the that was the one right there. All right, coming up, Grant he didn't even say like for the love of God. No, he was just he was just so frustrated he low keyed it. Well, you know what? Because you're watching, and he did the same thing I think most Hawks fans did. One thousand one, one thousand two. Throw it in, Trey. 2004. Hmm. Trey, get the ball in. I mean, when you got a guy who's the size of a, a, a Plumley, you got to get a taller. I don't care. We said it's basic stuff. This is the stuff that drives Hawks fans crazy about Nate. All right, coming up, Grant McCauley's going to join us. A lot went down with the Braves over the weekend. Who's healthy? Who's not? We're about a month away from spring training, and we know who wasn't there. It's Dukes and Bell. Five seconds. 902-2000. Let's talk about our Braves, shall we? Many of you over the weekend made it out. It was the uh, fan fest that was going on and uh, here to join us to talk about that and what we now have learned about some of our guys. We hadn't seen him since the season was over. Of course, Grant McCauley, our Braves insider, joining us here on the WaitForward.com hotline. All right, Grant, um, listen, there are a lot, of, a lot of things going on right now. Fan weekend, it was fun, but I got to be honest, was mm-hmm. it a little weird not having Dansby there? That was a little different, I guess. And this is the first fan fest they've been able to hold since uh, 2020. So it's been a couple of years, and we all know it's been a long couple of years for us. So to get this kind of thing back, I think fans really flocked out there, had a lot of fun. seemed like the players were really fired up, really enjoying it as well. But we knew that it was going to look a little bit different without the, you know, the shortstop that we come to know over the past six, seven years. But 
got a chance to talk to, I guess, his uh, Jedi trainer, if you will, his Jedi master for the infield, which is, of course, Ron Washington, and a lot of other guys throughout the course of the day. And it was a, a lot of fun just to get back out there, see everyone, and know that we're knocking on the door of spring training here in about three weeks. I guess some good news, and we thought, and some Braves fans, Grant, were holding out hope that Mike Soroka might be able to pitch in September or the postseason. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what is his recovery continuing? And it, it just sounds like he'll be 100% for spring training. Yeah, and that's, I think, one of the big things that came out of the day was the chance to not only you know talk to these guys, but kind of get updates on, on his stories and questions that maybe 2022 had left us with. And one of those was, could Mike Soroka make it back in September? Would he be able to rejoin the Braves rotation after a couple of years of injury? He did get those innings in the minor leagues, but he said that truly gave him a chance to really knock off the rust, and he felt like he had a normal offseason. He feels like he's been able to go from that rehab process to just allowing himself to be an athlete again and not really thinking about you know the injury side of things and trying to get back from that. And he feels no limitations are going to be on him when he comes to spring training. He expects it to be normal just like any other year. And uh, after the two-year odyssey that he's been on, being able to say any version of, of things is back to normal has to feel pretty good. But he knows that work is to try to earn a spot in rotation. And ironically, his best friend on the team is Ian Anderson, and that's who he's going to be going head-to-head with for that spot. Mike Soroka. All right, uh, we're talking with Grant McCauley, guys. Braves fan weekend uh, coming off the weekend this weekend. What about Ronald Acuna? Um, And and let's talk about this outfield, because we keep thinking double-A is going to make a move for another outfielder. He's yet to do that. What do you think the plans are there? What is this going to look like as we head to spring training? Well, the big thing for Ronald Acuna Jr. is, and and from hearing his comments and and seeing the level of excitement that he really had about this, he feels like he wants to be done with DHing. He's ready to play the outfield every day. The work that he put in to rehab that knee, the time that he spent in the winter league as well, keeping himself kind of primed up, but being able to kind of in a a different sense, like Mike Soroka, have more of a normal offseason that's not so rehab heavy. The things that he's been able to do before and put that knee injury well and, and far behind him. So if you've got him in right field every day, we know Michael Harris the second is going to hold down center field. He's going to be around for a while too. Left field's really that question mark because you've got Eddie Rosario who honestly, and I don't mean this in the worst possible way, but can't be worse than he was last year because now he's got his eyesight back. He should be a bounce back candidate. He's got to contribute in, in some way, shape, or form to what left field is going to look like. They went out and kind of canvassed the league to get some uh, platoon types backups and, and maybe some fourth, fifth outfielder types that can work out with him. But then there's the elephant in the room, or, or the big bear in the room, and that's Marcelo Zuna. Can he bounce back? Will he get at bats in left field? Will he hit enough that he could maybe be the Braves' primary DH? It's a $37 million question that the Braves are going to have to find out the answer to at some point. So that's what it looks like right now. But if you look at the overall left field between Ozuna, Rosario, uh, bringing in Kevin Pillar, Jordan Luplo, Eli White, some of these other guys, about 50 or so million dollars worth of left fielders, air quotes, are on the Braves roster right now. So they've got to sort that out in spring training. Wow. Yeah, and the thing is, Grant, I mean, in his defense, he did have a good September. Ozuna was one of the few guys who actually was able to do a few things in that, you know, obviously yep. abbreviated series with the Phillies. It is Grant McCauley with his guys on the WadeFord.com Highline, best baseball man in town. And, Grant, the uh, the other thing is the catcher. Explain how the catching rotation is going to work because we were told you get to bring in a catcher in there who's arguably one of the – could be a young, poor man's real Muto. What's that going to look like? And, and how long is Travis Darno going to be around? I think that, you know, Travis Darno and, and his role on this team is one that, you know, I don't know that he needed to catch 120 or 130 games. And now bringing in Sean Murphy, 
a guy who's perfectly capable of doing that. This is a chance to really balance out the workload for those two guys. But defensively speaking, and the offensive side of things, especially getting away from the Coliseum in Oakland where he really did not hit very well, Sean Murphy could be a very interesting breakout candidate at the plate, but what he's going to do behind the plate is among the top, I'd say, two or three catchers in baseball. And you're talking about guys like JT Romito in that sense. And and Murphy, obviously, a little bit younger, signing that extension, going to stick around for a while, but he throws out runners really well. He prepares so well. Matt Olson said when he came up in Oakland, this kid at, what, 22, 23 years old, walked into the clubhouse, he was drinking his coffee, doing his crossword, and studying his analytics. And guys kind of looked around and said, wait, how old is this kid? So you're going to get that kind of work ethic and that kind of guy that comes in and really bolsters this catching duo. And, you know, going back to DH, you know, Darno can hit a little bit. Sean Murphy can hit a little bit. They may find some at-bats there that keeps their bat in the lineup and helps the Braves maybe solve that problem as well. But behind the plate, I think the Braves are primed to have another great year of production from their catchers. Let's talk about Austin Riley. Uh, Did you get a chance to see him? Was he there? And uh, what are the expectations heading into this season for him as we get ready for spring training about three weeks away? Yeah, it was nice to catch up with with a lot of the guys, obviously. But with Austin, you know, coming off that season where he he backed up the fact that 2021 was a breakout season. He put it all together. 2022, the encore was pretty strong as well. And he got the biggest contract in franchise history. So really, he said, you know, they know that they had some unfinished business in 2022. That's been a motivating factor. I know he said that, Matt Olson, Travis Darno, pretty much on down the line. Everybody knows what this team is capable of. And I think that as you look at Riley and project forward with what's going to be going on for this infield, which, you know, with Dansby out, the other three and having a healthy Ozzy Albies, this is an infield that's going to play together for a long time. So just trying to get Vaughn Grissom you know, locked in there is going to be a big deal. And I think that Vaughn going to lean on Austin Riley a bit uh, and on that left side of the infield and you're going to see these guys start to kind of come together, work together, and hopefully give the Braves the kind of production we've come to expect. And with Austin Riley, could that be 35, 40 home runs, 100 plus RBI, 80 extra base hits? I think he's primed to do it and that's what he did last year. Money Mike Harris is uh, so loose. I know you kind of answered the question earlier to Carl, but Vaughn Grissom going to come in with some swagger in spring training? Uh, it's going to be his job and is not going to be a platoon? I think Vaughn really is going to come in with that confidence that, and Ron Washington, I think said this the best, and I'll have this on my upcoming episode of from the diamond, which you can get wherever you get your podcast. But he said, you know, he has seen the growth because Vaughn Grissom has gone down to new Orleans twice to work a week at a time with, with Ron Washington. He's going to do it one more time before spring training. And Ron described it as, you know, this is a guy that's got skills. It's my job to mold him, but I've seen growth. I see an aptitude as a, as a playmaker. And I also know that he really, really, really wants this. So now he's put in the work so that he will deserve this opportunity. And I thought that was, you know, about as poetic as it gets. That's some pretty good pros from Ron Washington. He said this stuff doesn't happen overnight. It didn't for Dansby, Marcus Simeon, Elvis Andrus, a, a number of other guys that Ron's worked with over the course of his career. But he sees a lot of, of athletic ability, skill, and aptitude for Von Grissom. And I really feel like as this winter has played out and Dansby Swanson ended up a Chicago Cub, Von Grissom and the progress that he made over the course of the offseason and the upside they saw in him as a prospect to promote him from A last year anyway – really just started to become the clear answer as of right now for the Atlanta Braves. And I I have a hard time seeing that change over the next three weeks. I just don't know why they'd want to go out and get anybody else. I feel like this kid has that opportunity. Now he's just got to go out there and seize it. 
As we said, guys, Grant is the best baseball man in town. We had Jason Stark on the show last week. We had a big article that dropped about the uh, the return, hopefully, to baseball if he can get a shot from uh, John uh, for Coppola. And obviously the sins and the things that he did. And then it was really compelling because I, a lot of Braves fans, I don't know if they knew all the specifics on it. I mean, how do you track how much of an influence? I know he's considered the guy in the black hat, but he certainly did a lot of great things from Dansby and, uh, you know, the pit, I mean, all the pieces he brought into this organization. What is his, when you talk about his legacy aside from the bad stuff over the Braves' success? Yeah, I mean, his fingerprints were all over the prospects that became a lot of the big leaguers that drove the Braves to the 2021 World Series championship. And I know I talked to Jason last week on From the Diamond as well. And, you know, I mean, John Coppolello was not going to be able to sit there and watch that World Series. I think that a lot of what has gone on was a little bit too painful. So it wasn't really feeling like, hey, all that hard work I put in, now I get to see it pay off because he had to be on the outside looking in. But, you know, I think finding the opportunity to, you know, use that experience in his life to turn things around and maybe recognize that, hey, I I do have an opportunity to perhaps pursue reinstatement, but bigger than that, I have an opportunity to teach some people along the way to avoid some of the pratfalls and and pitfalls that befell John Coppola. And, you know, when your parents told you honesty is the best policy, Major League Baseball took that really seriously with giving him that lifetime ban. So the lift after five years involved a lot of, I think, introspection and a lot of work for John Coppola. Whether or not he ends up back in baseball, it's a good question, but I can't see him being in a big decision-maker's role again, but would he have something to offer in the scouting, player development, or analytics side? Most certainly. If a team feels that they can, you know, build that relationship, maintain that relationship, and you know, trust that he can come in and be a contributor. If you can contribute, I think this game has shown, you can find an opportunity or second chance or third chance in some cases to be around the game of baseball and have a job. Hey, before we cut you loose, I don't know if you want to put on your broadcaster cap, but Chip Carey, initially the reports were the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that he was going to go out to St. Louis and do some some Cardinals ball, and now uh, I saw uh, other comments, Dave O'Brien had in the athletics, sounds like a done deal. So what, what do you make of that? Chip going to St. Uh, St. Louis, obviously a fantastic baseball town. Yeah, it is. And, you know, when you think about the legacy of the Careys in St. Louis, before Harry Carey became the beloved Cubs announcer, he was with the Cardinals for a long time. Skip Carey began his broadcasting career in St. Louis as well, but – You know, for Chip, he's been with the Braves for the last 18 years. When I broke into the business in 2005, he was very instrumental and and very helpful to me to kind of learn what our business is all about. So, I mean, I wish Chip the absolute best, and, you know, I'll miss having my chats with him. But as things go in our business, you know, things are cyclical. And, you know, for Chip, this is kind of a chance to have a a bit of a homecoming as far as a, a family, a heritage standpoint. And obviously a great opportunity to call for a franchise that has won more World Series than any other team in the National League. So I'm sure he would look forward to calling maybe some of those October moments and enjoying himself up there. So uh, interesting news, a little bit surprising, especially based on the timing of it, but hopefully a great opportunity for Chip. Grant, great job. We look forward to talking with you very soon as we get ready for spring training. Coming off of the Fan Fest weekend, we wanted to touch base with you. Lots of good info there, guys. Follow Grant on social media. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, take care, guys. Cool. Grant McCauley here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, Mike, we got to get to a game winner. Hawks basketball, by the way, 8 o'clock tip, 7.30 pregame. Colonel's going to host that in between time from 7 to 7.30, lead you up to the pregame tonight, so stay tuned for that. What do we got for game winner? It's Turtle Palooza. Hey, man, uh, we were talking a lot about broadcaster today, weren't we? Just mentioned the chip thing. I had to look up what happened. In, apparently, the, the Dan McLaughlin had another DUI. That's oh. why they moved on from him, the St. Louis guy. Wow. Done that before. Uh, so I'm not sure. <laughs> 
got to get an Uber, dude. Or move closer to the ballpark. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> anyway, uh, as far as broadcasters, I was not a Joe Buck guy because I always felt he sounded a little bit smug. I'm Joe. He's Troy. You know, our lives are so much better than yours. But I got to be honest with you. Between his appearances on Brock Meyer and other TV, he's kind of grown on me. He's got a softer side. I read his book. It was very good. Okay. And then today he had a funny tweet. He goes, there's a line in Starbucks uh, yesterday in St. Louis. And a guy goes, whoa, shouldn't you be like the Cowboys game in San Francisco? He goes, oh, my God, holy blank. And he ran to his car. That was kind of funny. <laughs> so who's a broadcaster? Because some guys are souring on Tony Romo. They think he didn't have his fastball for the Bills-Bengals game. Uh... A guy that you gr- he grew on you or he started to say, he annoys you, and you immediately run to turn the television off if he's on. How's that sound? I love it. I okay. love it. One from column A, one from column B. Tonight's game winner. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 404
And the winner is... Time to take the game winner on Dukes and Bell. Your last chance to sound off on today's show. So don't stink. Call now, 404-741-0929. Today's question... All right, an announcer you didn't like, and now you say, I like that guy. He's not so bad after all. Or there's a guy that you used to like, and now he's like, oh, can't believe I like that guy. The reason I bring it up is we had some folks today that were apparently feeling that Romo had lost his fastball in like one game. It was not sharp. Calling the uh, the uh, Bills and Bengals. I like Romo. I think he's goofy, and I think he's fun, and I don't mind him. But I think everybody almost universally says, you know who's really the point man right now? Who's that? Greg Olson. Greg Olson's killing it, and everyone says he's really doing a good job, and so much so that if Brady comes back to football, at what point does Fox say, you know, maybe time we tear up this contract? Because <laughs> stars aren't always the best, and Olson was obviously a, certainly a Pro Bowl caliber player, but he's been awesome. Him and Burkhardt have a good chemistry. He's really good at what he does. Yeah, I, I think Fox did this because they knew that every other network was going to throw money at him, right. and they, they, you know, they jumped in first. Um, no, it doesn't mean that it will, it will work, but I do really like Greg Olson. And, you know, as I said, when we started the show today, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. I hadn't paid that much attention. I, I watch football differently than most. So when you talk about the regular season, I'm not listening to every word and, and you know, watching or, or hearing these guys say everything, mm-hmm. Mike. But because it was the, the divisional round, I was paying a little bit more attention. It was the only game that was on. He's damn good. He's really good. So, I'm with you. I like him a lot. Mm. Um, I think to steal the number one team is Nance Romo. Right. And then you could easily say, yeah, Greg Olson, he's making strides. There's no doubt. Right on. So, that gets us to tonight. Joe Buck had a funny tweet about somebody saying, wait, shouldn't you be in San Francisco tonight for the Cowboys game? And he goes, holy crap. And he runs out of a Starbucks and obviously freaks the guy out. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Buck has loosened up. And I think he realized that he maybe was taking himself a little too seriously. Talks about that in his book. So, I, I got to give him some credit. All right, Chris, who's our first guy tonight? Chris, hey Chris, you're in the game. Brought to you by Dukes and Bell. Hey man, Al, what you got for a broadcaster? You dig or you don't? Hey man, hey man. Well, I can tell you who definitely is on my list. That would be Dukes and Bell. Thank you, appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, man. The guys, uh, but the guy who got on my nerves at first, it was back in the late '90s. He was doing Kansas City Chiefs football. Was Kevin Harlan? Yeah. But over the years, I thought he was just like a little loud mouth, little runt. <laughs> but over the years, man, he is—he's called so many games, so many great calls. Uh, family man, and uh, really enjoy hearing his call. Thanks, guys. He's one of the best. He's one of the best people you ever right. meet. Kevin Harlan is one of the most down to earth guys. I've known him for many, many years, mm-hmm. and. He used to call, he used to call Timberwolves games. Wow. People don't know that he lived in Kansas City, kept his house in Kansas City, mm-hmm. but would call Timberwolves games because his wife didn't want to move. And um, when Garnett was there, and they they were you know making their strides, I love Kevin Harlan. He's just got that. When you hear Kevin Harlan on the call, right. you're like, oh, it's a big game. And much like our guy Brad Nestor, to Carl's point, he's a guy's guy. Harlan has a tremendous sense of humor, and some of the funniest calls have been when people run on the field. <laughs> And Harlan just gives it, and whether it's an animal or a raccoon or a cat on the field or a drunk guy, that makes us laugh. We always play it in guy talk. He's great. Hysterical. Who's up next, Chris? Alex. Hey, Alex, in the game. Winner tonight brought to you by Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, Ale, what you got? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. hey um, yeah, so first of all, my, you know, the OG guys are Pat Summerall and John Maddie. Right. But my guy is Gus Johnson and, of course, Steve Holman. Nice. There you go. Bang! Bang. And Gus, now I know we talked about it earlier this year. Sometimes I feel, Gus, you know, you can moderate the big moments, but he, that's, his, that's his thing, man. Uh-huh. Every play is a big play with Gus Johnson. It's another guy that I've known a long time. I guess I'm name dropping it, but I got to tell you, man, Gus, 
And he just got his degree, Mike, um, mm. recently. It was something that was very personal to him, and, and he just recently did that. He didn't have to. Gus has made millions of dollars in, in calling games over the years. But I, he's unique. Mike, you know it's Gus on the call when you right. hear him. And I, I love Gus. So, yeah, I know some guys think he's over the top. Bo and I always have this conversation because you think everything is like, it's the first <laughs> jumper of the game. It's a big shot. And you're like, it's the first jumper of the game. Right. But again, if you believe that every ma- every moment is a big moment, then Gus is your guy. Who's up next, Chris, for our game winner tonight? It's uh, David. Hey, Dave, you're in the game, man. What you got? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. Hey, uh when my grandfather used to watch the Braves on TBS in the 80s, he couldn't stand John Sterling. I wasn't sure why, but now I understand. <laughs> Very good. Could be the call of the day right there, Carl Wow. Dix. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, brother, and I'm with you. And with you. Yes, he, you're, he was right. He was right. <laughs> he was 100% right. Duh! Yeah. Yeah, the most, I just, it's the worst. It's, it's just the worst. And that, from A-Bomb. Like, from from A-Bomb to the Yankees. I hate the Yankees. I hate Sterling. It's just so terrible. Who's up next, Chris? Jay. Hey, man, you're in the game tonight. What you got, Jay? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, I tell you who's growing on me over the years is Iron Eagle. Yeah. And the opposite is that smug punk Bob Costas. Yeah, I'm with you. Bob Costas, oh, my God. I know he's the best baseball guy and all that, but, man, it just – its it literally – him doing the playoffs this year was painful. Yeah, uh, Ian, he's good. He's right about that. Ian's he's good. Grow, he's Ian is good. I should say. And Ian's son is good. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, yes, both of them, actually, matter, yeah. matter of fact. Uh, Tim says this, and then we'll get to our, uh, our clear our throats. He says his favorite is Larry Munson, Mike. Oh, heck yeah. And then he says uh, Bob Eubanks, uh, he despises Collinsworth. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. I just despise Jack, his son. I do get a kick out of Collinsworth's analysis because sometimes he's always, you know, he's poking the bear with us. But I, I'd be, I'm down with that, brother. I'm with you. He said Bob Eubanks. You, he probably meant Bob Euchre. Yeah, you're right. right. But uh, despises Collinsworth, and he said A-Rod, too, by the way. Yeah, A-Rod's terrible. He's fish out of water. All right, man, let's get out of here. We clear our throat. Dukes and Bell are wrapping up another show. So it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9. Oh! The Game. Big Tuesday show starting at 2. We've got a lot to dive into. Make sure you are here. What do the Hawks do tonight against the Bulls? You'll get a chance to listen. Pre-game 7.30, tips at 8. Turtle's going to stick around and do that 30-minute window mm-hmm. with you guys to talk about all things NFL and it's much more. turtle time. Yeah, man. So stick around for that. Uh, big shout-out to Bo Morgan, executive producing today. Hey, um, also tomorrow, Mike, more on these NFL playoffs as we gear up for the AFC-NFC championship games this weekend. We're going to be talking about it all week. We'll be chasing guests down as well, guys. Get you ready for the big championship games. Who's going to the Super Bowl? All right, um, Mike, we got to get out of here. Right. Clear your throat. Hey, man, we talked about it earlier today in the dog report. Look, when you have a tragedy like what happened after the celebration for the national championship, obviously a lot of folks are feeling very emotional about it. And when the local newspaper goes and looks into what actually happened in the event, it's going to rub some folks the wrong way. But I thought some of the, I don't know, the vitriol that was aimed at the AJC, I thought was a bit off base. Uh, I know that maybe University of Georgia and the athletic department will continue to reevaluate the interaction between the folks who work in the program and the athletes. Not for me to say. I know that it's still such a fresh, fresh wound and everybody is hurting. I wouldn't kill the messenger in the AJC. It's immediately, Carl, people go back and they think it's Jan Kemp 2.0, like there's an agenda. It's a news gathering organization, and they're just trying to find out what happened. I know as painful as it may be. It's a good point. Hey, uh, LeBron did something the other night. He hadn't done. The Lakers were down 25 at halftime, Mike. 
and they came back, which is the biggest second-half deficit LeBron James has ever overcome during the regular season. But the bigger story is LeBron only needs 224 points to pass Kareem. Wow. They're not going to win a championship, guys. They made a trade today. It's not a championship-caliber squad. But to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at 38,387 points, that's pretty special, Mike. Wow. And that is something else that we'll have to remember LeBron James for. Hmm. If you love the show. You tell your friends. If you don't. You're not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're Roger Murtaugh. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 